welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's going on? Well, Alan, how's things? Great to be back. Another week of football. Back in the books and it's exciting. It sure is. It was absolutely brilliant to have the NFL back for another season. The Fantasy Football League's back for another season. Lots of action. Lots of high scores. Uh, it was a great weekend's, uh, weekend's action. Yeah, didn't disappoint. Lived up to the hype. Everything we could have hoped for and wished for was on show. Great games. Great nights. Love it. Absolutely, yeah. Kicking off with a, uh, an absolute beast of a game between the Bucks and the Cowboys. High scoring stuff. And finishing off with an overtime shootout with the Ravens and the Raiders. And the Raiders coming up with a big win, uh, you know, when they, were, when they weren't fancied at all. Yeah, yeah. Nice bookends on the week. All right. Uh, the Raiders still put it out of the bag. Um, some people quietly fancied them a bit. The Ravens didn't look uh, didn't look the part, if I'm being honest about it. Some yeah. uh, some amateur mistakes. Yeah, yeah, a bit of fumbleitis from uh, from Lamar, which uh, which hurt me. But uh, you know, if he didn't lose them, I probably still didn't win. But you know, as ever, we'll uh, we'll look forward to week two. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's get into some news. <laughs> But let me hit you with some knowledge. All right, we got a uh, we got a bit to talk about this week. Um, some outstanding games in the NFL, as I said, loads of high scores. Uh, it really feels like, uh, uh, and the tie turned last year, but this year it's continuing on, where it's it's just all offense, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, all high-powered offenses get the ball in the air, get the ball on the ground. It's great to see. It's it's that's what you want for fancy football at the very least. Absolutely, yeah, and to keep uh, keep yourself uh, interested and entertained. Uh, Red Zone was certainly outstanding this year, this weekend. Uh, some completely outrageous catches been made. Uh, uh, one spring into mind like uh, Terry McLaurin's in over his head. Tyler oh, Lockett had an outstanding one in over his head. Uh, ah, Michael Gallup it, had it, two on the sideline. Outstanding. Outstanding stuff. Outstanding stuff. Um, and look, we are uh, after week one. We have the NFC West and the AFC West. Both have all teams on one and all. They yep. are looking, oh man, they are oh, looking that scary. NFC West, that NFC West in particular is nasty. You don't want to be it playing is. any of those. You and luckily sure the Bears get to play them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully we'll be there to see them uh, be trounced by the 49ers. Well, that won't be the result, but hopefully we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, all four of those teams looked outstanding. I mean, the 49ers took off a lot of their starters and uh, let the Lions back in and made it a bit too close for comfort, but they dominated the uh, first three quarters. Uh, and, they were uh, all over it. I mean, I wouldn't even worry about really the last 
you know, the last 10 minutes or whatever, it's it wouldn't be anything yeah. to be worried about as a as a Niners fan. Absolutely they were all over not, him. Absolutely not. Yeah, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams, all all outstanding. Put uh, put their guys to the sword. Uh, AFC West also looking strong. Chiefs uh, pull out a, w- a, b- a big win against the Browns. Um, yeah. And uh, and the others following suit. Big win for the Chargers on the road in the East Coast uh, at Washington. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chargers did well, to be fair. Um, Herbert, regardless of, he may not have had a good fantasy week, but uh, he really looked good. Uh, quite impressive, actually. Really controlled the line scrimmage. Uh, I thought he was very good. He did, he did, and uh, and um, Jalen Hurts, I thought, did outstanding as well uh, for the Eagles. Uh, some of the um, some of the rookies played well, albeit uh, on the receiving end of their first losses. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, they did pretty good. Uh, but uh, as I said, they're on poor teams, and uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Yeah, uh, it was also nice to see. Um Lands getting out there for the Niners and Fields getting out there for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, both of them uh, getting touchdowns, Lance through the air, Fields on the ground. So yeah, looking yeah. good for those guys. Yeah. Uh, also good to see, uh, good to see Joe Burrow back in and looking good and looking healthy and uh, and uh, yeah, he was you know, and uh, and Jamar Chase able to finally see the football. You know, so it's all good. Yep, finally, um, they ran. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it there. His touchdown pass, apparently, that was the exact same play they'd run in their final game in college. I did see a like the for exact like, same play. Uh, yeah. video, all right. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, on the bad end of that, of course, uh, more injuries piled up. Uh, and uh, we're just going to look at ones from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, who you got? Yeah, uh, Jerry Judy was carried off the field. Looks like a nasty high ankle sprain. Those can be very tricky to come back from. They're saying six to eight weeks, but it's going to be a slow return. And yeah, his outlook for this Michael's season isn't, uh, isn't going to look good. Yeah, we saw Michael Thomas uh, have that last year. And although yeah. he came back, really didn't look himself. So, yeah. Uh, no, and he was kind of in and out of the lineup and all that when he did come back. So, yeah, definitely not a good one. Not not one you want, especially with a receiver. You want them to be explosive. Uh, another big one was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick um, suffered a hip subluxation. I think I said that well right. Done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, looks like seven to eight week injury, but. You know, it could have been a lot worse, but it could have been a lot better. Yeah, Not apparently ideal a, similar for injury, a similar injury that, that, that Tua Tugavaloa uh, suffered in college uh, towards the end of his college career. Yeah, a less, a, less, um, a less extreme version of that. Yeah, yeah. Albeit, uh, you know, Fitzmagic has about 20 years on Tua, so uh be interesting yeah, to well, see if he can come back from that. Too. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. gone ahead and decided not to do a surgery. They're just going to go with trying... Um, Rest and recuperation. Okay. And another big one was Raheem Mostert from your fancy uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers. That, that's a big one. He's out for the year. And yeah. it's a shame. He's a glass it cannon. Is. Yeah, yeah. It Spent is a lot of the offseason you know, uh, defending himself against being injury prone and then played two plays in the first game of the season. And now he's out for the year. Yeah. 
but you know, and and that's uh, look, it's such a high-powered uh, running offense. He had two plays, and he went for twenty yards in those two plays, uh, and then yeah. his replacement, uh, a, a nobody, uh, a nobody rookie, comes in for a hundred-yard game. Uh, you know, Raheem has bounced around the league uh, for a few years, um, and 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 seems to just have fallen into the right uh, offense, I suppose, rather than. Uh, than, than being an outstanding running back, probably, but uh, it probably signals the end of him uh, at San Francisco. I think his uh, his uh, contract's up at the end of the season, and, and from a fantasy standpoint, he's uh, he's probably he's probably toast. Yeah, you'd expect um, uh, some of those. You've got a lot of uh, young running backs, and you'd expect uh, at least one of them to step up and kind of take over. Most are probably yeah. done yeah. in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Michael Michael Gallup also uh, got some injury. Uh, in that yeah, he game. had a calf. He had a calf strain. He's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, opens up some targets maybe in um, in Dallas for the other receivers. Maybe Cedric Wilson might yeah. see some more. He got a few last week, even with Gallup there. Yeah, yeah. And the other one is uh, Rashad Penny. He had uh, a calf injury. He's definitely going to miss week two. Who knows how long after that? Is another sick note, really. His uh, his career's really not taken off. He's been injured every season. He's uh, he's been the yeah. He was uh, definitely highly touted coming out of college. They really um they really fancied him coming out of college. He was one of the kind of top running backs his year, and really hasn't taken off. Yeah, yeah, a pity, a pity. Might see Alex All Collins right. get some snaps. That's it. That's it. And do some Irish dancing uh, when he gets in the end zone. A wee little jig. Oh. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news. Let's head into week one's fantasy rundowns. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. All right, a brilliant week one of fantasy action came to a close with an overtime shootout in the desert between the Raiders and Ravens. Our game of the week saw a tightly contested matchup between division rivals Delvin and the Chipmunks and QB Antivax. The Delvin squad came flying out of the traps in Thursday night's opener as Dak Prescott put up a massive 27.42 points. Leonard Fournette answered back for QB Antivax with a less than spectacular 10.9 points. As we headed to Sunday night's action, Dalvin had double-digit nights from his namesake Cook, Diggs, and a huge outing from Hawkinson. But leading the way were a pair of forgotten men in Melvin Gordon and a team-leading performance from Jameis Winston. Yes, I said Jameis Winston. A 29.62-point effort. Well Not done, done. Jameis. In response, QB Antivax had all but kicker Zerline and his defensive Colts not reached double digits. Cousins, Mixon and Hopkins all reached into the 20s and this one was close heading into Monday night. The Antivaxers needed a big night from Hollywood Brown and he delivered to the tune of 19.4 points. But unknown running back Taysan Williams also produced for the Ravens for 18.4 points, and it was enough to win it for Davin and the Chipmunks, 
as they get off the mark for the season. QB anti-vax and their coach Ben wanted a verbal apology for his C grade from last week's show. Well, you still lost, Ben. So the no apologies anti-vaxxers start the season 0-1. What do you think, Owen? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this was uh, definitely a grudge match for sure. They were duking it out all weekend. Um, Big game from Dak Prescott. Any questions over whether he was going to be 100% were uh, duly answered. Uh, 58 passing attempts for over 400 yards. Did great. Uh, Hawkinson, as you said, big game. Melvin Gordon had a nice game. Well, he had one nice run, and outside of that, he was pretty average. Uh, one, the touchdown run for 70 yards really kind of uh, saved him. He would have had very little other than that, to be fair. Uh, Winston, um, he listened to all those ads and went to Specsavers. He got his eyesight back and set some records. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 148 the lowest, passing the, yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> Come on, yeah. goodness. <laughs> the lowest in 60-odd years for a five-touchdown game. The lowest passing yeah. yards. But, uh, no, he looks spry. Um, he had to move when he needed to. He got a couple of rushing yards. He looked good, to be fair to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely the Green Bay Packers gave up in that game, but... Sucks to be them. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> they were poor. They were poor. Now, before we move on to game two, I would say I'm looking at all six games from week one. And we're about to move on to the beatdown of the week. Now, usually, certainly last season and seasons gone, the beatdown of the week is by a margin. I mean, usually there's, there's one outstanding game where someone has been trounced. All six games this week were between 10 and only 30 points, which isn't a huge gap. And it's nice to see how competitive the league uh, is uh, through week one. But as it is, yeah. the beatdown of the week was a clo- was uh, the Saquad's Barkley side who pull out the largest win. And they beat the newcomers, the mediocre football team, by 28.82 points. Despite a horrendous return from Saquon and an early exit for the since-dropped Raheem Mostert, the Barclays got a comfortable victory through Brown, Cooks, Goddard and Rieger. But a huge QB day was the tail of the tape here as Wilson and Mahomes combined for more than 60 points. Spicy. The mediocre football team lived up to their name in week one with a near league worst score. Despite only Hunter Henry, the kicker and defence failing to reach double digits, Alvin Kamara clipped 18 points as the team's highest scorer. So good, but not great across the board, does not a win make. Saquon's Barkley off the mark at 1-0. Mediocre football team begin their rookie campaign 0-1. and Yeah, uh, Adam's team didn't uh, live up to the, the lights we thought they would in week one anyway, that's for sure. Again, I mentioned earlier, um, Herbert was kind of a letdown for fancy, but actually played very well in a, you know, real life. <laughs> Who cares about that? <laughs> um, definitely, uh, Ian has done really well here to win with uh, 
which is that mediocre running back room here. Barkley completely letting him down and Mostert going out so quickly. Uh, the other guys really pulled it out. Um, the likes of Goddard and Rieger really had big games for Philly. And shockingly enough, um, Brandon Cooks had a huge game for Houston. Terrell Taylor was slinging it. He sure was. He sure was. And and, and they were winning for most of the match, so surprising yeah. uh, he was slinging it so much, you know. Yeah, I think he had over 300 passing yards. Um, yeah. They really never took the foot off the gas, really. And I suppose it was kind of a game where everyone thought you're the worst team in the league. And when you get up, keep boiling under pressure. That's it. That's it. More teams should do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Definitely some big name letdowns here for, for Adam, though. Um, Eckler didn't do much. As we said, Herbert didn't do much. Um, Hunter Henry didn't do anything, really. Um so it's hard to come back from those kind of your big name letdowns, especially Eckler. If he's only getting you eleven points, it's hard. It's an uphill battle. It is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, game three saw a matchup of who has the worst name in the league as the fantasy football team took on the human beings. It was a fantasy day for the fantasy football team, though, as they laid a twenty-seven point seven six point smackdown. On the human beings. Despite an opening night stinker from Zeke, Hertz, Montgomery, Lockett, and number one rookie pick Trevor Lawrence all contributed huge nights as this one was put to bed early. The response from the human being was a week's lowest score as Pitts, Williams, and the Bucks D put up poor games. Uninspiring games were seen from Studs, Henry, and Adams. Only overlooked wide receiver Sterling Shepard putting up 24.3 points on Sunday as we headed to Monday night. And a 24-point outing from Derek Carr helped it from being a total blowout. As can be the case in such games, better choices turn losses into wins. As the human beings had better performances from Zach Wilson, Logan Thomas, Nelson Aguilar... And Devonta Smith all sitting on the bench. Ooh. The fantasy football team start off on a good note. 1-0. The bench warmers off on a sour note. Oh, and 1. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely some human beings playing here. Uh, one of them in particular. You would never call him a human being before, but Derek Henry, big letdown for, for Mr. Green this week uh, really was shut down and really didn't get the ball it, it never seemed like he got the ball that much he only got 17 carries usually that's well into the 20s Tennessee really never got going at all obviously Tannehill then also letting him down um, it was interesting to see how many targets uh, Kyle Pitts got he got 8 targets same amount of targets as Ridley I believe um, Yeah. didn't do much with them now but um might be a nice no, prospect going no. forward. But the Falcons' offense was 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 really poor. Started off yeah. really poor. Uh, yeah. Matty Ice was you weak know. key, to be fair. Um, yeah. Keen had um some nice fancy performances. Real nice QB room here on show again with Lawrence and uh, with Hertz and giving his dynasty the future's bright. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zeke Elliott, of course, the big letdown on his team. David Montgomery had a great game, I thought. Um. I know I'm a homer there, but he really looked 
one of the better running backs of the whole weekend, I thought, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, he certainly uh, started off the way he finished last season, strong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he was finding the gaps and hitting them and picking up some nice yardage. I think he averaged around um, around eight yards a carry. And that's... Yeah, yeah. The, the Rams' defense gave up no 100-yard games last season, and they leaked one week one. There you go, there you go. Alrighty, game four. So my own shitbirds team take on debutants. I got this, I really do. After an outstanding Thursday night performances from uh, Cooper and Godwin for each team, this one was set up to be a doozy. But Sunday night, it quickly turned into a doozy. The I Got This team has Thielen, Kelsey and Debo Samuel take off for a combined 86.7 points. While I particularly enjoyed Debo's performance from a 49er point of view, I did not enjoy it from a fantasy point of view. These epic performances painted over the abomination that was a 2 Aaron's 1-2 punch of Rodgers and Jones. Who combined for just 7.52 points combined. Woof. But this mattered little as the response from the shitbirds was good. But not great. Najee, Julio and Sutton all fell to fire. And Allen, Damian Harris and kicker Matt Gay. Had them 45 points away as we headed to Monday night. With Lamar Jackson and the Walrus to play. I needed a night for the ages. I got it from Waller with 26.5 points, but not from Lamar, who fumbled his way to a pedestrian 15 points. I really got this. Take their bow into the Dynasty Arena with a week one victory. The shipbirds will look to bounce back in week number two. What do you think? Yeah, um, those both teams really are kind of a tale of two stories here. Um, they're both kind of in the same boat where they had some abysmal performances and that really uh, was hidden by some, some big numbers from uh, from certain individuals. And that's kind yeah. of... You it's know, that's... Sure yeah, but that doesn't... Um, not, not particularly sustainable, but going to need some guys to turn around. Um that's it. Obviously, that's it. huge week there from Debo Samuel. You had a Mary Cooper. Thielen had a huge week. Like, Ross has over 100 points here from just four of his stars. You can't yeah. rely on that every week. Abysmal QB room. No, you, yeah, you need to, you need to, yeah. Uh, but look, the Packers are so bad. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, as I say, put up five and uh, seven and a half points or whatever it was. I mean, you're you you're probably never going to get that production again. But uh, uh, yeah. so you know, he's kind of kind of lucky in that way to get away with a win. Then, uh, as the others kind of stepped up to uh, to do enough, you know. Big Big Ben's definitely a worry. Despite pulling out the win against Buffalo, he looked horrendous. They really yeah. did not look good at all. Yeah, he looked pretty bad, uh, particularly in the first half. Picked it up a bit in the second. He's got so many weapons, but. It just appears that his his arm strength is gone. You know, he doesn't uh, appear to be the same quarterback he did three or four years ago. Yeah. And just to point out, Ross left a lot of points on the bench as well. Goff had a huge week. 
Jamal Williams had a huge week, 25 points. Um, Mike Williams, 22 points. Antonio Brown, 23 points. A lot of firepower on that bench. Yeah, yeah, a lot of firepower, albeit you named two of those Lions, which we talked about uh, in the news segment, that there was a lot of garbage time points given up by the 49ers. So, again, to see that kind of production from Goff and Williams, probably unlikely. Yeah, but to be fair to Goff now, he didn't look that bad. Uh, I thought he actually yeah, played no, quite well. No, true. Um, yeah, true. They had to keep true. the ball in his hands. They were playing from behind the whole time. He threw the ball nearly 60 times, and thought he had a pretty good game, to be fair. Yeah, seeing as they're yeah. trash, like the Lions are trash. Yeah, and he may need to be slinging it all season, so he could be the option ahead of Big Ben uh, more often than not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Alrighty, game five. Saw another newcomer in. That's so Ravens make their entrance into the dynasty fight as they took on old grizzled veterans not trading with own. After being the only team with an A draft grade from last week's podcast, That's So Ravens had a lot to live up to. But live up to it they did with a good win. Stafford, CMC and Cup all reached over the 20 point mark, while Moore, Jimmy G and the Steelers D all contributed nicely, despite poor outings from Boyd, Robinson and Sanders. Not trading with Owen had uh, the good in CD Lamb, and had the bad in Mike Evans from Thursday night. This trend continued into Sunday. While Tyreek had an outstanding 37.1 points. Matty Ice, Juju, and the Pats D, and a goose egg from tight end Mike Gesicki held them back from contending as the night wore on. Newcomers, that's so Ravens off the mark. 1-0, not trading with Owen on the losing end. 0-1. Oh, what do you think? Yeah, Stephen gets off to a real nice start here. Um, pretty steady across the board. Let down maybe in his flex a little bit, but uh, his um his big name guys all were uh, decent enough to get it done. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, despite uh, not getting a touchdown, still managed to be the running back one of the week, which is nuts. <laughs> it's Nine just outstanding. It's crazy. <laughs> but I mean, to not even get a touchdown, he's. And yeah. and and uh, uh, I heard during the week when they look back through the history books, only that's only ever happened once before, and it was from it was him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he that's is mad. just. I mean, he's just streets ahead. Yeah, he's just yeah, streets ahead. He is, and he hasn't. It looks like the injury. He hasn't lost a step, so uh, yeah. he's going to be a force to be reckoned with again this year. Um, sure is. And what's funny is that watching, sorry, watching uh, Red Zone last week when they flicked back to the Jets, uh, Panthers, it, it didn't feel to me like he was really involved at all. And then when you look at the stat line <laughs> after, it looks like, you know, he got so many touches. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Princess Porik uh, after a week enough start, he uh, ha- now has to enjoy a season of pain and suffering of having Mike Gesicki on your team. Because he's the most frustrating player to watch on the Dolphins team. Had him all last year, and it's horrendous trying to watch him trying to get the ball. Uh, that's yeah, what you get yeah, for and, having and, a name like you have. And 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 kept uh, put Gesicki in and uh, had had uh, his uh, big Gronk uh, sitting on the bench uh, with twenty nine yeah. points in his pocket. You his know, main man. Yeah, it's tough. It's, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
that's a win he left on the bench. But look, he was let down by Matty Ice as well. I mean, he they were quite poor. Yeah. Um, Mike Evans poor. didn't see a whole pile for the Bucks. No. But uh, no. Um, a nice win for uh, Stephen. Get off to a nice start. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Game six, and last but by no means least, a showdown of old rivals as uh, kicking the squibs took on Canna's killers. Tom Brady kept on trucking Thursday night with a huge 29.16 point outing to get the killers off in search of their third fantasy league victory in five years. A garbage time haul from DeAndre Swift would be the brightest spot though on Sunday. Kicker coup. A miserable outing from Elijah Moore and a goose egg from a battered Chicago Bears D contributed to a low overall score on the week. The response to the Brady-Swift combo was, a, was brutal as Kyler Murray and Nick Chubb erased any semblance of the killer's lead. Allen, Woods, Marvin Jones and Sam Darnold would put in rock-solid scores in the teens and eased the squibs to a 19.14 point margin of victory. The winner, loser, winner, loser roller coaster of the killers of the past few years starts off this year with a loss. A kick in the squibs start their hunt for a ring with a win. A good win, on A good win. Look, I say I'll love a smile all week. I was excited to see uh, I had Kieran on the bill week one when uh, they. Uh, schedule came out and did a demolition job it was pretty sweet pretty happy yeah yeah kyler uh, murray obviously the highlight of it all uh, an outstanding game ah outstanding game outstanding game yeah yeah no he played he played really well um uh, and yeah kind of a yeah, fancy beast really yeah. yeah sure is sure is nick chubb uh, had a good game against his tough uh tough chiefs uh, side and yeah you got uh Got good help out of your wide receiver room, and uh, and Sam Darnold looked okay. Yeah, your boy Keenan definitely uh, getting it done with uh, again without a touchdown, but still getting eighteen points. It's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Bobby Woods was pretty touchdown dependent this week. Um, he got it, but hopefully uh, a little more targets going his way in the future. Hopefully for me. And yeah, uh, Darnold started well. I'm a Darnold fan. I think he's going to do well in Carolina and. I think he played pretty decently. He'd one pass sure and then one rushing he touchdown. Sure He's going to siphon all those CMC to rushing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know, he just, he, he just might steal a few from him. You know, he just well, he stole one the other day, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, look, the CMC owner will be happy if he gets 25 points plus whether CMC scores or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're getting uh, nine catches a game while you're running back. I mean, you're gonna be happy enough, like. That's it. That's it. All right, that ends the rundowns for week one. Uh, the winners and losers uh, are playing to see in each of each of the divisions, and uh, we'll we'll keep a check on the divisions as the weeks go by. Um, uh, the sleeper app. Then each week gives a uh, gives a, a weekly report, tells us who uh, who the top coaches, who the worst coaches. But that's uh, that's just based on who they started and uh, who they left on the bench, etc. That's not how we're going to look at it at this podcast. So uh, 
we're going to head into our uh, brand new sections, our Goat of the Week and our Scrote of the Week. Let's start with the winners. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. So, week one in the books, our GOAT Coach of the Week this week is going to be Quinny and his Dalvin and the Chipmunk side. We think he's the highest scorer of the week, but not just that. He beat another high-scoring team uh, in um, in Ben's side and, uh, you know, made some good decisions and, as we said, got a high score. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely uh, pulled out. Uh, the margin of victory was pretty small and it was the high-scoring game of the week. Um, and had to overcome... Uh, a Brandon Ayuk mishap, but uh, he did well. A lot of high scoring across the board. Um, didn't leave too many points to be uh, desired on the bench. Uh, it was a nice, uh, really nice start. The future is bright for Dalvin yeah. and the Chipmunks. It is. It is. The future is bright. Alrighty then. That leaves us with the Scroll Coach of the Week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. As I said, when the weekly report came out in Sleeper, it gave uh, Ross, and I got this, I really do, uh, as the worst coach, which I thought was really unfair, considering he got away with a uh, with a victory, you know, so how could he be the worst coach? So in our eyes, he's not the worst coach. So this week, in week one, we're giving it to... Michael Green and his human bench warmers. Poor outing for Mr. Green week one. Low scoring. Lowest scoring of the week. Uh, now, we're not going to base uh, every week, I don't think, on highest scoring, lowest scoring. I just think, uh, you know, he was the lowest scorer this week. Mistakes were made. And, uh, yeah, you know, I thought his team was just. The bench. Yeah, his team was just across the board trash this week. And uh, some poor decision making didn't make it look any better. A lot of points left on yeah. the bench. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, he he doubled down on that during the week by uh, releasing Michael Carter. Yeah, um, who was went for a high, it was a high ticket item. <laughs> oh, it was a high ticket. That's a spicy meatball. That is a spicy meatball. Absolutely. Uh yeah, yeah. We'll have to see how that works out, you know. Yeah, uh, well, look, he's definitely uh, a stash for uh, for the future. Uh, character is, but Green has some work to do in general. Now he has to uh, pick up the pieces of uh, of last week uh, going into next week. That's it. That's week. And speaking of next week, let's take a look at the matchups. <laughs> Really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. All right, week two almost upon us. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, we're probably into it uh, with the Giants and uh, and the Washington football team playing Thursday night. The below average Joes uh, 
Stacy. This week we have Dalvin and the Chipmunks 1-0 playing That's So Ravens 1-0. Tasty, tasty matchup for uh, two week ones. Uh, Who's going to take winners? control early? Yeah, yeah. These are important weeks in division matchups. Important weeks. And that leaves... No, the no apologies anti-vaxxers taking on the not trading with own uh, side both looking to get their first win of the season. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And probably um, more uh, a more probably a more important match to get that yeah. first win in the in division. Yeah, you want to get the first win under your belt so you start feeling a bit more comfortable, but also you don't want to be starting on too. That becomes a grave you no. keep digging. That's it. That's it. We move on to the donkey's asses division. And a similar situation here. Winners love last week. I got this. I really do. Take on the fantasy football team. Both 1-0. Both looking to go to number 2. And on the flip yeah. side, the shitbirds. Take on Greendale's bench warmers. Again, similar situation. Both needing to... Uh, both needing yeah. to get that first win. It's funny, actually, the way it's worked out. All the divisions are the same. <laughs> all the winning teams are playing each other, and all the losing teams are playing each other. But uh, yeah, um, they sure are. Definitely, yeah, definitely an uphill battle for, as we mentioned earlier, for Green. He's gonna have to uh, get the things, get the the troops in order. Maybe do some training sessions with those human beings. Uh, get the team in order. Make them look like a team. Get them off the bench. <laughs> get them yeah. off the bench. Yeah, and as you rightly, rightly said, the suckiest bunch of sucks division sees Saquads Barkley winners last week take on a kick in the squibs, also winners last week, while Kenneth Killers take on the mediocre football team, both looking to get off the mark and avoid that 0-2 start. Yeah, um, big matchup between me and Ana now, I think um, there would have been 0.02 points between us if we had played last week, Ana would have just squeaked the victory so it's going to be neck and neck it's a tight one and um adam and kieran definitely need to uh get off the mark this week so it's going to be interesting it's going to be this is going to be a tight division i think and you don't want to get off to an 0-2 start that's for sure yeah yeah it's going to make it tough going to make it tough in every division i think an 0-2 start but that's not to say it can't be turned around there is a lot a lot of weeks of fantasy football remaining. Now, before yes. we head away, we got some breaking news. Breaking news that uh, the NFL show Hard Knocks is going to come back mid-season this season. Uh, of course, we had the Cowboys in the preseason, uh, which was it was okay. It wasn't it wasn't uh, one of the better ones uh, over the past few years. But now Hard Knocks are going to be following the Indianapolis Colts mid-season. What do you know? Yeah, Stern, it's going to be kicking off on television the 17th of November. And by all accounts, it's going to follow them until their season is over. So into the playoffs, if they go that far, it's going to follow them through it. Excellent. It's definitely, Excellent. It's definitely going to be uh, interesting to see uh, an in-season type thing, for sure. Um, yeah, for sure, yeah. The behind, the, the, behind the scenes the hard knocks get uh, is uh, much different. Yeah, they had the other show that used to follow them year in, year out. Uh, 
All or nothing. Can't think of the name of that. All or nothing. Yeah, and that was a pretty good show yeah. too. Uh, so obviously that all or nothing uh, uh, program must be must have finished up now, and Hard Knocks are going to kind of take it on from here, which is uh, which is great, which is great as as you rightly say, Hard Knocks do a good job, and uh, yeah, yeah, just another another layer of uh, of football to add into this feast yeah. that we're going to have yeah, for the exactly. next six months or so. Just more stuff to watch. What more could you want in football season? More football. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's great Alrighty. to be back. Enjoy. Enjoy week number two. Set those lineups. Make those correct decisions. Win those football games. Until we talk to you in week two. This is the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast signing off. We'll see you next week. Bye.